The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Hemke. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. This week from Facebook, guys, we got a ton of great responses. And after last week's episode, Chris, of doing all the replies, I feel like we finally got caught up. Uh, and we've been staying caught up this week. We've, we've been trying to stay on top of it. Rich has been really good with it, guys. So uh, <laughs> I've been going on a little bit more once a day, and then Rich has like a response to these guys. So yeah. I'm on there. If you guys you know respond back, I will uh, be glad to help. So Yeah, we'll, we will make Chris do his job. Don't worry, guys. Uh, we did get a great one from <laughs> Justin Minghan. I probably butchered your name a little bit there. Uh, he has a couple of trucks, an 07 and a 17, another yeah. one. He, Justin, it was a little long for me to read three minutes before we started recording, so I scanned it. Uh, basically came up with, you have an 07 LBZ, you're looking to upgrade the turbo. Uh, tows a lot. I caught he's got a 24-foot trailer uh, with a race car on it. Yeah. always appreciate that. Love race cars. Uh, looking for longevity, reliability, towing performance. Uh, sounds like it's a perfect match for Stell 64. It's not just because it's our product. It's just what the product is for the application. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. So, a uh, little bit of an upgraded turbocharger, have uh, close the stock spool up, improve airflow in the mid range, and of course the top end. Just because a turbocharger can support more power doesn't necessarily mean it's just for a high horsepower application. That's right. We get into this conversation about boost air density and uh, manifold air density and things like that. So even though you may not see more boost numbers out of a truck in your application, uh, you will be moving more air. Uh, and that's going to give us better air density in the manifold, which is what we're really after. Yeah, especially for uh, you know this specific scenario where he's looking for longevity, reliability, and he's towing a badass race car. You got it. Awesome. Justin, thank you so much uh, for sending in a message through our Facebook page and everybody else who's who's messaged us. I got a really good one, Chris, uh, with probably like a page and a half worth of text. Whoa. I replied back to him already, gave him some bullet points, but his ideas were so good. We're actually going to wrap up probably two episodes here in the future around some of the topics he was asking about. Oh, I look forward to that. That's awesome. Yeah, it'll be a really fun one. Cool. Uh, Exergy do's and don'ts. We're, we're specifically talking about the Ford Scorpion CP 4.2 today. So this is the six. 6.7 liter, 11 to 16 okay. models. Sorry, I think the Scorpion does qualify the 11 to 17s. Yep. Um, I have the dues, I believe. Yes. I am doing, no, I'm sorry, Chris, you're doing Exergy dues for the Ford Scorpion CP 4.2. Go. Go. The Exergy M-Prob has a more robust two-layer 25 micron screen. This will prevent any debris larger than that to uh, pollute, pollute? Pollute. 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 I'm just kidding, guys. Pollute the rest of the fuel system. Uh, The truck will quit running due to a plug screen before any further damage occurs. So So the stock stock M-Prop will actually get pushed into the pump and destroy it. Similar to the LMLs that we have experience with. Yep, exactly. So, uh, you know, the the two-layer screen, uh, it's nice because if there ends up being debris caused by contaminated fuel, the truck just isn't going to run. Right. That I'd rather have happen than thousands of dollars damage so pretty basic upgrade your pump um and, and then i have on the exergy don'ts this week is don't remove the factory supply pump by eliminating the factory supply pump you actually run more risk of cp 4.2 pump failure if the aftermarket pump is not set up properly so what happens is you basically have a low pressure pump in the tank which pumps up fuel i want to say 50 to 70 psi so 50 to 80 psi um 
guys get the idea that they're going to pull that out. They're going to put an aftermarket lift pump in, and it, it ends up causing more problems than what's necessary. Those stock uh, low-pressure pumps or in-the-tank pumps are actually capable of supporting up to 800 horsepower with a 10-millimeter CP4.2 stroker pump from Exergy. Uh, so there's really just no benefit to delete it. If you're going to add filtration, that's one thing, uh, but deleting that pump from the tank is is not advised. Don't do that. It's good news. Absolutely. Exergy uh, is one of our great sponsors of the show, and we really appreciate them. Along with them is Alligator Performance. They're running the 12 Days of Christmas special right now, which is going to get you some killer deals on diesel performance parts that you already want and or need. Uh, the guys over there, we always talk about how professional and how much of an expert they are. They're a, a wonderful resource to, to lean on if you have questions or if you're just looking for a great deal on any of the diesel performance parts, whether it's from us, Exergy, or the other sponsor to our show, WC Fab. Whirly. What can we say about Whirly? Probably some of the nicest twin turbo kits on the market. True. Uh, their TIG welds, their powder coating options, the fitment. Uh, like I said, I had one on one of my trucks a couple years back. They're really nice, really solid turbo kits. Absolutely correct. Uh, but for today, Chris, we are jumping into talking about Diesel Power Challenge 2018. Diesel Performance Podcast will now be the official podcast of Diesel Power Challenge 2018. And here to talk ab- to us about that today, KJ. How the hell are you? I'm doing well. What's going on, Paul and Chris? I'm Paul and uh, Yeah, Paul and Chris. Paul and Chris, you got <laughs> yeah, it. You got, you got it. it. Absolutely. We're doing good, man. It's Friday and we're talking to you, so it can't be all bad. Right on. <laughs> now, KJ, you're the editor of Diesel Power Magazine, uh, the head honcho of the Diesel Power Challenge is how I like to introduce you. Uh, we've had you on the show before, I think last year, to talk about Diesel Power Challenge and a, and a few other times uh, just to talk in general. Yep, yep, and I uh, appreciate um, every opportunity that I have to on the podcast. You guys are rocking, man. You guys are the number one deal in the net. <laughs> Thank you for Thank that. Thank you, man. That's awesome. We appreciate from, it. From somebody whose opinion we, we actually care about. Yeah, I no, like he's, that. It's a pretty strong opinion. <laughs> uh, KJ, we usually ask our our guest here to tell us about how they got started in diesel, but I know I've asked you that before, so I'm going to throw you a curveball. Uh, can you tell us the most exciting experience you've had in the diesel performance world? Oh, boy. Um, most exciting experience, I guess, thus far... Um, well, there have been a couple. You know, any successful uh, project that we that we do, you know, I've been a, a part of installing a few um, innovative diesel, you know, parts and products and everything, you know, that are designed to make power. And that's what I'm all about is, you know, making horsepower and, and torque and everything. And seeing those things work is always pretty exciting. And, um, you know, what we're going to talk about today, the Diesel Power Challenge, uh, it's been really exciting uh, for the last three years coming into it and not really knowing the event and really finding my way in the diesel hobby. And uh, up till now, or up until 20, the 2017 event, you know, really seeing this thing take take the shape and, and the direction that, I, that I've kind of visioned. So that's, that's what excites me quite a bit. And then, you know, you just have your... Your really really cool stuff like um, the Outlaw Diesel Super Series races and seeing guys like you know Levon Miller just just raise the bar again and again in the pro street category and then Rollins Bar- Rollins Rollins Barnes came out um, at the Rudy's event the season ender last year and put down a 499 just a wicked eight mile pass pro in the pro mod um, class as well so that's the kind of stuff that I get excited about is just seeing. First of all, seeing innovation 
in this space and then just seeing performance, especially on track performance and even in sled pull areas, stuff like that, just seeing these engines um, doing what they're designed to do and work hard and perform well, that, that really gets me going. That's awesome, man. Absolutely. It has been a crazy year for record it's, setting, huh? You know, it, yeah, it, it's so been fast. crazy. I mean, some guys have really stepped it up and, and put the smack down. Yeah. No, it's great when we get to see a season like this one where it's been constant competition instead of like constant heartache, right? Where it's not about who broke or who just lasted the season. It's literally been about pushing the envelope at almost every event. Uh, it's been really fun to watch. But yeah. I, I'd like to dive in today and maybe even just get started simple for our newer listeners. Can you explain the Diesel Power Challenge event? Sure. The Diesel Power Challenge is um, gosh, going on. 14th year uh, with 2018 will be the 14th year of the event. It's basically a, a competition um, uh, for diesel enthusiasts, readers of the magazine, uh, guys and ladies who have uh, modified diesel pickups, modified diesel diesel trucks. Um, don't get me wrong, I'll have to say vehicles because maybe there's going to be a car that comes into this thing at some point. I don't know. But <laughs> diesel, diesel vehicles that are modified and modified really within the parameters, uh, uh, I don't want to say limited, but the parameters of your um, uh, Joe in his driveway or a guy that does, you know, come to some place like Duramax Tuner or something like that and spend some money to have his truck modified. Not necessarily a, D- a DIY guy, but a guy that goes out there and says, look, I have this truck. What can I do to improve it, improve its performance? And, um, you know, not necessarily go broke or have, in a sense, a mega truck. Like some of the some of the vehicles you see in, in UCC and that type of thing, where you know just thousands and thousands of horsepower, but you know more so a street registered, insured, drivable vehicle. Um, I like to think of trucks that literally you know don't look the part of just a, a snarling beast, but more of a nice clean street truck interior in it. You know most of the amenities functional, etc. But still, um, let's just say in the in the common space. Um, puts up a thou plus, let's say in the Ford space these days, puts up a thou plus, and even in the Duramax space, I mean, you might have a few of them out there that can compete in Diesel Power Challenge that have that thousand or so horsepower, but, you know, as you guys know, that's a harder struggle with the Duramax platform. So, you know, just a really strong performing um, vehicle that can compete in the segments, of the competitive segments that we, that we have, which are drag racing, the all-important dyno, it's all-important to everyone that, that enjoys the challenge anyway. <laughs> but the dyno, the dyno um, drag racing, the uh, eighth-mile trailer pull, the trailer obstacle course, um, we have a fuel consumption evaluation. Um, I think I said lead pull. Well, there are six segments that are competitive, and then we have our photos as well. But it's just an, uh, an all-encompassing competition, not for any money. Uh, it's really just... The uh, status of being Diesel Power Challenge champion, and um, there are first, second, and third place trophies as well as some specialty awards. But it's it's uh, just a good all-around competition to you know test not only the truck or the vehicle, but also the driver and the team. That's one of the really big important things about Diesel Power Challenge. Um, with most events, people think, okay, if I if I win the dyno, or even from a fan perspective, if this guy crushes the dyno and puts up. 1500 horsepower he's a lock that's not true um because the driver actually has to guide his or her vehicle through these through these various stages and score well in order to win 
One of the things that you had mentioned uh, earlier was, you know, this is for the the readers of the magazine. So walk us through how do you get voted or onto the ballot to then be voted in, or, or how does that whole process work? How do you even uh, begin your journey to become a contender in the DPC? Well, we're in the process now. I'm in the process of actually putting together our voting issue, which will be our May issue, May 2018 issue. Um, the way it works is what we do is, is put the call out to um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, readers and, and, and our Facebook fans, et cetera, to say, look, let's have you submit the vehicle that you, you know, feel strongly about for Diesel Power Challenge, you know, the vehicle you own, or maybe it's you know, someone who, who enters for a buddy. But it's a matter of submitting um, an entry form, and on the entry form there's a, a series of questions, like a text sheet, where the owner or the person would fill out the various specs uh, about about the truck. What are the highlights? You know, triple turbos, compound turbos, what size injectors? I mean, really everything. What type tires? What size wheels? Etc. Uh, including photos. The photography is very important, uh, or we've made it more important. It used to just be submit a photo of the truck, and um, you know, you'd have a say a three quarter shot or a side shot of someone's pickup, um, but we've adopted now is a more in-depth battery of photos to to help us select the trucks that would com- that will be invited to to um, be voted on um, meaning interior meaning uh, the bed meaning the engine shot so that the people that are voting it and that's the readers who vote through a ballot that's in the magazine but the voters the readers will be voting for trucks that in a sense already exist and they do present as a truck i described earlier something that you know the guy might be taking to work every day or even if he's not driving it every day it's a streetable registered truck that doesn't have a gutted interior that has you know in most cases the factory seating etc and um and such like that so to get get an idea of the funnel here um the first i i go out and i get i think it's the september or the october edition of diesel power magazine and there's a voting ballot you can also do it online you can go to truck trend or diesel power magazine uh to their online spot you can download the registration form i was actually taking a look at the pdf yesterday you fill everything out you submit it uh then the staff at diesel power magazine whittles down what i imagine is a a insane number of of applicants of people who want to be in the challenge so you guys whittle it down to people who you think have real potential. And this is one of the things I was going to ask a little bit later in the show about what's changed throughout the years of this challenge. But as we did interviews for contenders last year, uh, I won't call anybody out by name, but there were a few people who said, yeah, as soon as I found out I got voted in, I went and I built the truck. Correct. I, and, and that's what we're trying to alleviate now by sending us these photos of more of the truck than just the body of the truck. Uh, and, and, and show us that it's not something that someone will quote, quote, build in a month because that's basically the time frame that a person has from being put in a little competition, uh, something that already exists, and maybe you modify it or, or, or enhance it, if you will, for Diesel Power Challenge, but you don't, in a sense, get voted in and say, okay, guys, let's slam this thing together. Right. I love it. Okay, so now we're actually getting trucks that are really together. It's not It's not somebody's dream. I'm not voting on what somebody wants to do. I'm voting on what somebody has done. So I love that. So then how many people get exactly. set up how many people get set up in the ballot that is in the the fall issue to then be voted in? So how many people do you start, start. off with? No. 
we start off with, I, I don't even know the number. They just come in by email and they come in by U.S. mail. That you know, Then we have to scan photos and make everything uh, processable for, for print and even for online. But, but how, how we, many, get a, we get a lot of them, Chris. How many, trucks, how many trucks are in the magazine that the voters can choose? So how many are yeah, there to choose from? Yeah, good question. That's a good question, and that's not really determined yet. I'm actually still going okay. through them. We don't have, wow. in a sense, a set number. It's not like I say, okay... We're going to do 20 trucks or, you know, or 20 of each or something like that. I guess by history, there's typically been um, between 50 and 60 trucks uh, across the big three. Wow. Okay. Across the big three. But, you know, that varies. It also varies on exactly how many ballots we end up, how many entries we end up getting. And then after we go through the criteria, and so, as you know, the criteria is, of course, you know, we're going by what, um, the mis- submitters um, put on the application. So, you know, a buzz, a buzz figure is 1,000 anything, of course, when it comes to power. You know what I mean? Right. But then again, you, especially now, we're weighing that against the photos that are submitted. You know, not judging a book by its cover, but when you see a stock turbo hanging on, and I'm not saying stock looks terrible, just literally almost like a stock engine <laughs> sitting in an engine day, and someone said, well, it's making 1400 It's like, mm, uh, I got to make a judgment call here and say, I don't think it's doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You're not getting anything by them, guys. You gotta, you gotta actually have a build together and take pictures of that build and submit that. I love it. Now that that being a new rule, did you, have you guys noticed so far that that has reduced the amount of applicants, or would you say it's just your gut tells you it's probably about the same, or maybe more than last year? No, my gut tells me. Uh, Paul, that's a good question. It's about the same, maybe a little bit more. And I've been. Um, spreading that word or sharing a message through our Facebook page. I've adopted, uh, not every Monday, but on, on some Mondays I'll come into the office and at 6 o'clock Pacific time, which is your 9 o'clock all the way on the East Coast, that's the way I judge it, I just have a 30-minute chat with people and I give them the opportunity to, and a lot of questions have been about DPC and how to enter and what to do. And uh, it was a good forum, or it is a good forum for me. Um, we had a lot of entries, or some entries, that didn't have the right photography, and it gave me an opportunity literally to shout people out by name. It's like, look, if you know this guy or if you're this guy watching this right now, we need this photo from you so you can be considered for entry. You know, we're really trying to be adamant about have all your photos correct, have all the details in your document so that we can make the best decision about inviting you to be voted on or not. Okay. That's awesome. I really like that. Okay, so you're actually getting like really interactive this year about making sure it's not like I had one shot to submit it and you're only looking at the forms that were perfect. You're going around and you're saying, hey, like you have potential here. Don't miss the opportunity. Get us this exactly. these last couple pieces. Exactly. When do you, Expressing the, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was just going to ask, when does the, the first voting issue come out? When, when is like the first time we're going to see these people? That's the May issue, and um, the newsstand date, I'm not certain on, but if you figure, I think it might be February that just came out. Um, you know, we're, the way magazine production goes, it's, uh, it's in front of the calendar. It's ahead of, it's, it's ahead of the physical calendar. Oh, okay, there, okay. There will be opportunities to see those, um, those entries, however, on trucktrend.com. We're in a web-first format, so... Those entries will be presented 
um, online, instructtrend.com, I would say probably in a month uh, okay. or less, okay? Awesome. Uh, however, however, in a sense, that's a preview. Uh, we still do not have the, um, the facility to offer online voting, but we are working on that, believe it or not, for Diesel Power Challenge 2019 to make, to make some way so that voting can happen electronically through the online process, and it's not necessarily having to clip that magazine um, uh, ballot. But for now, for 2018, it is still clip the magazine ballot, but trucks will be on the website, if you will, um, in front of the actual magazine drop. Okay, so the May issue, which launches in February, correct, I'm following, is when the voters would have the opportunity to vote on trucks. You electronically mm-hmm. have a sneak preview in January. So Yeah, it should be, should be middle January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now, story is on truck stuff. once that May magazine goes live in February, I, so I have my own I follow, yeah. um, how many months or what's the time frame that the voting takes place? Uh, and you know, walk us through the rest of that process. Yeah, when do votes have to be counted by? Okay, hold on a second. You guys are going to turn my computer on here. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm going to get you corrected because now I'm second-guessing myself. And it might be the April issue that we're doing all this stuff. And then I, I'm so excited. I'm freaking out. I'm calling my mom and everybody else in January, mid January. Buy magazines, buy them. Yeah, up. and I'm saying, hey, that. I'm on, I'm yeah. on the website. And then all of a sudden, you're right. Yeah, then whenever that first issue, that voting issue, comes out with the clip the ballot all issue. All my friends on Facebook, the, uh, every mag is every uh, grocery store, every Walmart, they're buying every magazine out there. Hell yeah. That Hell for yeah. you guys, you don't want to do electronic voting, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, you know that. It's not a matter of my my personal wants. I want the, personally. I want the best, you know, method to make sure that we get a lot of votes. Basically, Absolutely. you know, for all of the trucks. So, um, you know, in this day and age, ninety nine percent of everything is online or you know electronic in some fashion. So it really is. It's just another milestone, I guess, for Diesel Power Challenge. You know, last year uh, or this year rather was uh, our foray into the live feed. And that was just a smashing success. So, you know, there's got to be a way or there will be a way for us to bring that voting, um, you know, into the modern space, really, and have people do it electronically. You know, the big concern, of course, is just, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of like the hacking or whatever. You know what I mean? There's just ways around um, structures that you you think would be fair. You know, I want to make sure that if we do bring this online, it's going to be fair across the board, and you don't have someone who creates a program or whatever that you know can just pump votes in increments of you know a bazillion every thirty seconds. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, type, that type of thing it would just be it'd just be ridiculous. So once I know, or once we know that that is um, you know solid, then uh, we will go forward with putting the uh, the voting online in some way. And I have this open, so let me give you correct information now. In a sense, disregard what I said. Our Get your notebook issue, out, Paul. <laughs> you ready? I'm yes. ready. 1804. 1804, January, March, April. 1804 is April, and that is the DPC voting issue, the April 2018 issue. And I'll give you the on-sale date now. 
The on-sale date for that issue is February 16, 2018. So okay. that's when the physical magazine goes on newsstands or probably starts receiving in subscribers' mailboxes. Okay. But prior to that, now we can get back into the January space. Within about a month, we'll probably have all of those candidates who are um, eligible for voting will be presented on trucktrend.com on the website for people to look at, kind of get an idea of what's going on so that when they do receive their magazines or do go out and buy their magazines, they'll know, you know, hey, I'm voting for this truck, I'm voting for that truck. So the February month magazine goes out, voting starts. How many months or what's the time frame that the voters have to vote for their, their trucks? Um, April issue is, vote, is, uh, is voting May... June issue, I believe, is when they'd have to have everything in by. So <clears> we're, <throat> we're talking like, uh, you know, 45 days, give or take 60 days that you're yeah. live voting? Or? Give or, give or, about, about 60 days. Okay. Um, it sounds about right. Gotcha. And then we start processing things to get it ready for, uh, for the invitations again. And when is Diesel Power Challenge 2018? Diesel Power Challenge is held in Denver. It will be... June 3rd, Sunday, June 3rd, to Thursday, June 7th. Wow. So these guys, so it, if, you're, if you're going live February for votes, you're giving guys two months to, to vote. So February, March, March April. April. You're, knowing, you're allowing guys to know or informing guys that they're in come May. So you're literally giving them only a few weeks to a month notice before the event even starts. Yeah. That's absolutely right. That's per tradition. That's nothing nothing new at all. It's a matter of uh, you're announced or you're invited, and once you confirm that you uh, you know you will participate in Diesel Power Challenge, that's just it. You have about a month to get your truck ready. Um, and, and, you know, your truck ready, again, is just if you want to make major changes, you, you make those major changes in a month. Or if you, you know, think you're loaded and locked and ready to go, you, you just sit tight and, and wait until you have to head for Denver. That's just crazy that guys would literally uh, enter the ballot, right? They get voted in. They don't even have a truck, and then they have to cram that together in a month. You don't build the truck in a month. Oh, oh, they do, though, Chris. <laughs> oh, they have in the past. Yeah. This is what they, I'm excited they, they about. Have. Wow, that's uh, crazy. They, they yeah. that's crazy. We interviewed guys last year. Yeah, we really interviewed guys last year yeah. who, who literally were like, yeah, as soon as I found out I got voted in, we started. Like, we started buying parts. Not even like we had the parts here and we were waiting to install them. It was like... We hadn't bought anything. This was a stock truck. Found out we got voted in. We slapped this truck together. Um, I can't think of anybody I've ever seen that did that that won. No. Okay, they they went there and they competed, but that's not who wins. So can you tell me a little bit from your side, from from seeing this go on, from kind of behind the scenes and having a little bit better feel of the competitors, what do you think it takes to put a successful truck together? Who are the guys or what kind of characteristics or traits do you see that are common among the winners? Um, common among the winners, really, it's not, it's not always the truck, it's, it's the individual, it's just execution. Um, execution with, in a sense, whatever truck you bring, uh, is more of a key to, to doing well at Diesel Power Challenge. That's in, in my opinion. Um, the two past back-to-back winners in Charlie Keeter and LeVon Miller were just, in a sense, very tactical. Um, LeVon, uh, he's super tactical with whatever he does, and then he also brings uh, a good crew to whatever arena he's competing in, you know, be it the drag races, uh, two years to, to Diesel Power Challenge, 
And same for Charlie Keeter, you know, a good, solid group of guys that can work together well. And then uh, the, uh, the, co- the competitor uh, being able to use his head and, and plot and say, look, what do I have to do in order to achieve X amount of points? Um, and, and, and the points tally isn't something that we just um, present every, every day or anything like that. But most competitors keep their own running idea of where they're sitting in points and just execute in order to, you know, hopefully stay on top. So, yes, the truck does have a, a play in it, but I'm really an advocate of saying, you know, there's, there's a lot that the driver and the team has in winning Diesel Power Challenge. And when people, I think it's a matter of people competing, seem to realize that after they get going with it and they realize, like, wow, you know, I did bring this, this crusher with me, but, you know, I'm still not getting it done. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. Okay, so there's a couple of really unique parts about Diesel Power Challenge that I just want to talk about here. Like, number one, the driver is the same in all events. As we've seen in UCC, you can change depending on what you're doing. This is, like you said, this is really a test of of man and machine. Who can keep it together? Who can stay calm under pressure? Because there are some events like the the, uh, fuel mileage test, I believe it is, is hard. I mean, it's more more a test of your mental will than it is of anything else because you're sitting on the dyno, you're keeping this ball within the little little lines that you have to keep it in, and there's all these variables yeah. going on. And it's really, it's it's testing that driver. Same thing with like the obstacle course, which I've been pretty vocal. Yeah. The trailer not my favorite, adva- yeah. uh, my, not my favorite <laughs> event. Because you would do, you'd do bad then. Right, of you're course. You're not a good driver. No, well, right. yeah, that's also true. Okay. Um, but 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 there are there, there's this idea that that you're really testing how well somebody knows their truck and how well somebody can react under pressure. Um, yeah. There's also this uniqueness to it that if a truck breaks, what are they allowed to repair? What are they not allowed to repair? Like how much work can I do on my truck at Diesel Power Challenge? You can do you and your team can do in a sense as much work. Uh, that you'd like to do on your your truck. Um, We've had competitors changing transmissions. It's typically um, after the dyno or or after um, (laughs) the drag strip, we've had trucks literally uh, at ATS Diesel Performance in overnight surgery where a battery of anything can be, you know, changed or repaired or, or patched together, you know, just so a team can keep going. So there's really no restriction on, um, you know, hey, you, you, you can't change this or you can't change that um, by way of breakage. You know, if, if uh, you have an engine that, you know, you, you're not comfortable with your dyno number, you can't, uh, well, okay, we're going to just change this engine overnight. That's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, okay. By, by, by way of breakage, um, if, if there is a repair that can happen, you're welcome to make those repairs. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, allowed to repair, not allowed to just completely change the truck strategy for different events. No, sir. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, this event has changed quite a bit throughout the years. You know, we've seen the the road testing come inside. Uh, we've seen, obviously, these new rules with the competitors. Um, what else do you see in the future for DPC? What other, like, big things do you think are, are we going to see changing in the future as this event continues to go on? Well, that's a good question, Paul. And um, up front, you know, things re- I need to say that things remain status quo. When you start talking about changing DPC and now going back to this Internet, <laughs> things get a little bit crazy with the way messages are perceived and heard. But first and foremost, currently there is no intent and no plan to do any type of a drastic wholesale change or make any type of 
you know, real drastic moves with Diesel Power Challenge. It's the same event that we've been having now for the last 13 years. It's going into the 14th year. One of the big areas there, of course, um, that got quite mixed up a few years back was with uh, your newer trucks and the pollution equipment and DPS and stuff that are on these trucks. And, uh, you know, I brought up uh, a concept, really, an idea and a thought that really went the total wrong way, and uh, people thought that the, that the event itself was going to change. But up front, the event is not changing. However, um, I still am I'm always, I think, going to be an advocate or, or a proponent for trying to see where technology can take us uh, in the clean space. Bottom line, with trucks like uh, the truck you guys are doing, I know ATS has done one. The guys at Diesel Tech are working on one. Um, they had that segment at UCC, I think, with the clean, like the quote-unquote clean builds and seeing what they do on the dyno, right? Yep. yep. Clean power yeah, hour. I'd like, to, I'd like to, at some point, and I think some of our sponsors would probably welcome that too, but I'd like to figure out a way to make a segment of competition uh, dedicated to those type of trucks, not necessarily say we're selecting only those trucks, not that, but if it means another, you know, event similar to that deal that they did at UCC, I think that would be kind of fun because right now um, that's like a, a real big amoebic type thing where there's really no definition and you have pockets of companies and pockets of, of shops who are working on some stuff, but, you know, it's just not, quote-unquote, out there. Nobody really knows about it yet. And once, once it's out there, I think it will be uh, received as kind of cool. It's like, you know what? I have a truck now that makes X horsepower, and don't get me wrong, where the threshold hits, that's the threshold, and we'll say for now until the next guy comes and moves the threshold. But if you can say I make, my truck makes X horsepower and X torque, and, you know, it's very impressive beyond what it did when it was purchased at the dealership. I think that's pretty cool when, when it can be said that, you know what, I can go through any sniffer and, and pass any inspection, et cetera, and, and still have that type of performance. I, I dig it. And call me weird. Um, I know that... You're weird. 12 valves. Hi, I'm weird. <laughs> I know that, you know, deleted everything and, and, and 12 valves turned all the way up, et cetera, to make gangs of power. I get it. I know, but that is, in a sense, so done and down the road that, in a sense, it, it becomes a little bit, um, a little bit um, tiring. You know what I mean? You just want to, you want to get into something that's that's new. So, diesel power talent isn't necessarily going to change for that, but I'd like to, at some point, have our brand attached to something that does support support that type of performance. You're talking I mean, our language, man. It's a new. It's a it's a new segment, you know, I mean, not to discredit any of the trucks that are out there and the trucks that we deal with on the day to day, but how many five, nine Cummins are you going to have with an S 400 on it? Yeah. How many Duramaxes right. are you going to have with an S three, S 400 kit? There are other areas that we can improve on. I mean, we've done it here at the shop on a handful of trucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know ATS has Clint over there. We've worked with them on some stuff, yeah. you know, so as, uh, the industry evolves and as the DPC evolves, you know, that'd be something cool, you know, once you start getting the 2019, 2020, starting to see some stuff. Yeah. Like I love the idea of opening up a new competition or opening up a segment of competition yeah. and creating a place for people to compete in this segment. Uh, because right now, it's guys like us who are going out and sled pulling Clean Sweep against a, a field full of deleted trucks. Now, granted, Clean Sweep smoked so many deleted trucks, it's ridiculous. 
Um, I like how you emphasize that. Yeah, Hell yeah, you like that. I did. Um, but but it, it is. It, it would be fun to to compete against other people in that segment to say, you know, everybody with emissions equipment. Let's all of us compete with each other. And hey, if the deleted guys are out there and they want to compete with each other, that that's great. You know that that there is a market for that too. Uh, but one thing we talk about all the time is in diesel. There there's a lot of white space. There's yeah. room for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's what I picked up in three years working with Diesel Power. This is a huge, big open forum for a lot of stuff to happen, you know, and I'm excited to, to be a part of it and do what I can to try to make some of that stuff happen. I'm meeting some really cool people and starting to associate, you know, Diesel Power with with uh, some really solid companies and partners and stuff, and it's just really it's a fun ride, and I, I like to see it by way of everybody involved with it just just jump on board for the positive stuff not the negative stuff absolutely well kj i know i'm really excited uh this will be the first year that i'm going to be going out to diesel power challenge myself chris is coming as well i hope so i think we're going to drag radio rich with us so that we can produce episodes on the spot uh between now and then we are going to be reaching out to everybody who is announced as a compet as a contender or potential competitor and then uh, as we actually get to the event and once the people are actually announced uh, to go to the challenge, we'll be uh, doing everything we can to interview as many of those guys as well. That's awesome, guys. I appreciate uh, the support that you give to Diesel Power you know, Magazine and Diesel Power Challenge. Uh, I really do appreciate that. And I think that our partnership is really going to be a, a home run, especially with the podcast from Denver. So. The listeners can can stay advised and 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 work that in conjunction with our live feed. It's just gonna it's just gonna rock. You know, we don't have the opportunity to open um, DPC up to uh, a live spectator audience there at the um, there at the uh, contest, but the live feed, in a sense, came so close to breaking the internet. It's ridiculous. And I, I like <laughs> well, last year take it broke that, my computer. Take that over the edge, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. I think the podcast would be a great way for guys to get updates uh, in as close to real time as possible, right? So be able yeah. to put, get some behind the scenes. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely try to put some cool content together for that. Uh, KJ, we definitely appreciate you taking out time out of your busy schedule to do an episode with us today. Is there anybody you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, shout out to just everyone in the, in the diesel space, in the, in the diesel scene. You know, uh, I've been meeting... Like I said before, I'm, I've been meeting a lot of people, and I, I appreciate very much the people who support Diesel Power Magazine and our brand and take the moment to, to step up to me at an event, uh, size or wherever I am, and just say that they like what, what they're reading. They like what they see um, in, in the magazine and, and on the website and the web content and everything. That makes me feel good because we have a very small team that um, that gets a lot done, and I'm very proud of I'm very proud of that. So, just shout out to everybody out there in the diesel space, and um, you know, just keep things moving. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been Paul Wilson, and this is Chris Hemke. Have a great weekend. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. If you could do us a small favor and jump onto iTunes and just rate and review us or through Stitcher or somewhere else. YouTube as well. Subscribe, like, comment. Our Facebook channel, like, comment, share our podcasts. You know, whatever you can do, help us get our name out to more future listeners. Thanks so much, guys.
Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or chris at c-e-h-m-k-e at duramaxtuner.com. You can also reach him by phone. Chris's extension is 2121. Paul's is 2122. feel like we finally got caught up uh and we've been staying caught up this week we've we've been trying to stay on top of it rich has been really good with it guys so uh, <laughs> i've been going on a little bit more once a day and then rich has like a response to these guys so yeah i'm on there if you guys you know respond back i will uh be glad to help 